Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Holy Spirit, and I want to talk to you tonight about the Holy Spirit being your paraclete. What does the word paraclete mean? The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being the paraclete or the parakletos in Greek. Paraclete is one who comes alongside, basically one who comes alongside. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. But I will send another, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and He will be with you. And He will teach you of all things that I have spoken to you about. He will remind you of everything. The Holy Spirit will be with you. Jesus, Emmanuel, was God with us. When He walked the earth, spent time with His disciples, He displayed what it was like to have God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. But there came a time where he had to say to his disciples, I have to go. I have to go and give my life for the sins of mankind. I have to die. I have to rise again on the third day. And I will be seated at the right hand of the Father. But I will not leave you as orphans, for I will send another, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the one who will be with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Holy Spirit, paraclete, God with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Holy Spirit, paraclete, God with us. There was an amazing woman back in the 60s. Her name was Catherine Kuhlman, an incredible healing revivalist. She came out of a Methodist church, a church that did not even believe in women preachers and and had to fight her way through a world of men to say that she believed that God had given her voice. And the way that she made her way through that world of men, that God had given her a voice, was that she got baptised in the Holy Spirit in a Methodist church. And the Holy Spirit came upon her. And the Holy Spirit was God with her. And the Holy Spirit made a difference in her life. So much so that where Catherine began to go, people began to get healed and miracles began to happen, like what happened to Lisa. That was amazing news, Joe, wasn't it? Incredible, incredible, Joe. Five weeks in the Lord, five weeks in the Lord. And she'd been crying out to God, reveal yourself to me, God. Reveal yourself to me, God. And she'd been deaf in her right ear for many years. And so she would. She started since she got saved listening to the Bible on iPod before she'd go to sleep. Good practice for new Christians. Good practice for every Christian. By the way, challenged me to put an iPod in my ear and listen to the Bible. I read Psalms before I go to sleep at listening to the Word. And so she would usually just put it in her left ear because why bother putting it in the right ear? She's totally deaf in that ear. But she felt 
that had been tingling and things happening in her ears since she'd given her heart to Jesus. And she thought, why not test it? Why not? And she put the right ear in and could hear the Word of God for the first time in many years through her right ear. It was completely, yeah, you can clap. I mean, that's, I get excited. I don't know about you. I get excited. And the thing is, and I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I hear something like that, my first reaction is shock. Oh, my gosh. Like, really? Have you had it tested? No. You know, you get shocked because you just think, we read that, you know, healing comes by the Spirit of God. We read these things. We, 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 we've experienced it, sort of. In our Western culture, I think, you know, it's so easy to just go to a doctor rather than get prayer, isn't it? You know, you go into Africa and healing, 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 because there's no other option but God. There's no other option. I can't go to the doctor. I can't afford it. You know, I can't afford medicine. I can't afford anything. So I only have the Holy Spirit. And so they become dependent on it. In our Western society, we'll just take a Panadol or we'll go to a specialist or we'll go to a doctor, which isn't wrong. Mind you, I love doctors as well. But there's this dependency upon the Holy Spirit. And so when we hear of someone getting healed, we're almost shocked. It's, you mean it happened in Tagra, in a Western culture type church where we don't hear of healings very much? And when we begin to hear of healings happening, we should get excited and we should talk about it. And we should think, thank you, Holy Spirit. And so this young woman, Catherine Coleman, with her beautiful blonde hair, she looked like your hair, Fleur, a bit longer, but was that kind of blonde, beautiful hair. And she would wear these long dresses. She looked like an angel, long chiffon dresses, and she would float across the stage. And wherever she went, people began to get healed. And so she got the attention of people because there was something different about her. Because why? Because she was seeing results. And she'd learned a secret. She'd learned a secret that they all needed to know as mainstream churches, but we need to know as Pentecostals that we call ourselves Pentecostals, but we don't know how to walk with a paraclete, the Holy Spirit, alongside of us. Catherine Kuhlman. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people were healed through her ministry. Thousands and thousands. It went over decades, her ministry. And I'm not just talking a headache or, you know, they would bring people from the hospitals that were terminal in ambulances and they would line them up. And, you know, that incredible woman would get behind the stage before she would walk out to a crowd of 10,000 people and she would cry and she would say, Holy Spirit, please be with me. Holy Spirit, they've come to receive something that I have no way of giving them if you don't turn up. Holy Spirit, please be with me. And she would cry out to him. And she would literally say, and I've seen it on video, that she would actually walk, she'd walk out the stage like this and she'd have her head down and walk out Trip, like almost in fear. There's 10,000 people putting a demand on this little woman. And you see her walk out kind of shy, a little bit shy. And all of a sudden she'll go, Holy Spirit. 
spirit. And all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere changes because the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, connects with her and walks with her. And you see your whole countenance change. The Holy Spirit, the paraclete, when He comes alongside of you, when He gets alongside of you, He can literally shift things. He can make things happen. The Holy Spirit is the one that's been sent to us so we would not be alone. And she used to cry out. She would cry out in the meetings and she would say, please do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve my Holy Spirit. He's all I've got. He's all I've got. And if we could get a revelation within ourselves that the Holy Spirit is really all we've got on earth. Jesus is in heaven. He's partnering with us. He's interceding for us. He, he's given us the tools. He's, he's prepared the way. He's made the way. He's gave His life so that we might live. But He clearly said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you alone. But I'm going to give you the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, and He will walk with you. And I love that. And I was just sharing a moment ago about that song that we sang tonight and Phil turned to me. This is a song Jamie wrote, isn't it? My, you know, my 27-year-old daughter, when she wrote that a few years ago, I remember her being in her bedroom, just really a song came out of her own heart cry. Uh, I, what's the words go like, Lisa? Bridge. I mean, verse. Yeah, just read it to me. Oh, that's the words? See if I can read it. See how we go. Oh, yeah, it's large print. Lovely. And it says, I'll not lean on my own understanding. I will wait on you. With all my heart, I will trust you. I'll wait on you. I long to be in your presence. I'll wait on you. Each day, your mercy surround me. I'll wait on you. Bring me to my knees. Give me eyes to see that. You can't have my sermon notes. Where I stand is holy. Bring me to my knees, Lord. Give me eyes to see that the very place where I stand could be holy ground if I would embrace and welcome and recognize that the Holy Spirit is standing on that ground with me. That where my foot is placed, His foot is placed with me. And therefore, wherever I place my foot becomes holy ground because the Holy Spirit is walking with me. He is the paraclete. He walks with me. When I take a step, He walks with me. When I walk into a bad circumstance or atmosphere, the Holy Spirit changes atmosphere because He walks with me. He's the paraclete. He's the one that comes alongside. He is all I have on the earth. We tell this story oftentimes. Great preacher, big evangelist on the earth. One day, true story, he's not making it up was transported like up a big like a big tunnel lift straight up into heaven in this kind of tube of God's glory 
landed at the throne room of God, overwhelmed, overcome, you know, by this fact that he was there. And he, he sees Jesus, the right hand of the Father, and he sees the robes of the Father, can't see the Father's face. And he's just overwhelmed by it all. And he asks the most stupid question that any big evangelist, knowing the Word of God, Bible teacher could ever ask. Where's the Holy Spirit? And Jesus looks at him and goes, um, He's on earth. <laughs> it's like, you're supposed to laugh. It's like, oh, it was funny. He's on, he's on, oh no, you're also serious. Like, he's on earth. See, the Father, Jesus at the right hand of the Father in heaven, interceding for us. The Father making things work, making things happen. The Father embracing us by His love. But they would not leave us as orphans. The Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Godhead, the third part of the Trinity, to be with us so we would not be alone. But how many times do we walk around like we're alone? How many times do you say that? I'm so alone. If anybody could just understand my plight. I'm going to get to a scripture in a minute. I do have a sermon there. If anyone could understand my plight. If, if, if I just didn't feel so alone. If I wasn't so lonely. If I didn't feel like I had to walk through this alone. If I just had a friend to talk to. You know, we had every woman yesterday and three of our incredible ladies in our church, so brave, shared their three stories with our women. And they're not stories that they have actually walked through and overcome. They're stories that they're right in the middle of right now, of walking through. But they shared how they're walking through these stories and how they realise that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God is with them. And I was listening to their stories. You know, Mel, Mel McKinnon first shared about what it was like to give birth to two healthy children and then giving birth to a third, what she thought was a healthy child, and then to be told that this child was Down syndrome and the shock that she felt that her child was Down syndrome and the, and the feeling of wanting to reject this child, not knowing what to do, feeling confused, feeling ridiculous about the whole situation. But the Holy Spirit coming alongside of her with words, revealing scriptures to her that spoke about her child, that the Holy Spirit actually named her child for her and called her child Hope and gave her a scripture to back it up that she could stand and say, this child is meant to be here. This child is a design of God and this child is going to bring hope to my life. And then she showed all these stories, how hope has brought Beautiful little hope has brought so much joy to her life. But she's still walking through that. And then Trish shared with us, after losing a child last year through miscarriage, then in, in February of this year, having a massive car accident while she was 21 weeks pregnant and losing another child and having to hold that unborn child and say goodbye to that child and kiss that child and wondering where God was in all the midst of this and wondering how she was ever going to get through this pain. But knowing that the Holy Spirit was with her, that she was not alone. And then Sophia shared, and Sophia shared her whole story of growing up as a Malaysian Indian and the whole background to that. The Holy Spirit is with her. And I couldn't help but think, watching these three women speak, how in the heck, how in the heck do people get through life without Jesus, 
without the indwelling Holy Spirit. Even mainstream people, how do they get through life just knowing Jesus but not accepting the Holy Spirit who's the one who walks with us and the one who's supposed to be with us so we would not be left alone? It's an embracing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Oh, okay. Good. John 14, 16 to 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. And I've already said all that. That's good. I love that. The definition here is one called to the side of another, one called to the side of another. So I'm, I'm going to ask the, the two boys to come that I've asked to demonstrate. And I'll just get someone to move this pulpit over there for a second. And I'm going to get the two boys to come up here. And then Alana's going to do the duties for me. Yes, she's going to dress them. Make sure you're on the right side. Don't hurt his shoulder. Don't hurt his finger. Are you, no? Are you on the right side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got a sore shoulder and he's got a sore finger. So don't hurt them, Alana. They're, they're men. All right, so... So what is it like to walk with the paraclete um, with you and have a sense of someone walking with you everywhere you go? And I think what it is is that you, it's like a three-legged race, I thought. How, what's it like to move with the Holy Spirit? Well, we have to be in mind of the Holy Spirit and actually walk in step with the Holy Spirit. So you'll find if you try and... The Holy Spirit, He's not going to leave you, right? The Bible says He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's not going to leave you. You can grieve the Holy Spirit, but He's not going to leave. Okay, and I'll explain that in a minute. So, boys, come to me. Oh, they're too good at it. No, you're supposed to fall over and look stupid. All right, turn around and go again. Can you do it a little less bit good now, like... Do it like learners. Yes. Now, see how Doug is, yes, and he's, and they're trying to walk. He's trying to walk his own way, but he's not. This is Holy Spirit. You are. Oh, anoint him. This is Holy Spirit, right? Now, Doug, do it again. Do it again. And this, I just want you to walk as if Holy Spirit's not with you. So you just go walking and Holy Spirit's not even with you. He's not even with you. Off you go. Whoa, yeah, that's what happens. That's a, good, that's a good thing. Holy Spirit, you walk with him now. And this time I want you to be conscious of the Holy Spirit and thinking I'm going to stay in step with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to run ahead of him. I'm not going to stay behind him. I'm going to stay in step. And then when you get to the end, you're going to run back because now you're going to learn to walk with the Holy Spirit and then you're going to learn to run with the Holy Spirit. One, two, three. Yeah, it's so cool. Alana, untie them. <laughs> so we have to get to this place where we're conscious of the Holy Spirit with us, okay? And, you know, in the Old Testament, and we, we can't have our Old Testament thinking. Okay, that if I'm naughty, if I'm doing things wrong, the Holy Spirit is going to leave me. Because that's Old Testament thinking. Let me show you. During the Old Testament age, 
the Spirit of God would come on people and then leave them in the Old Testament. We see here in Samuel 16, 14, 1 Samuel 16, 14 and 18, 12, that God's Spirit was on King Saul. But when King Saul sought witches and did some weird stuff, the Holy Spirit was removed from him and left him. Then we see God's Spirit was on David. How many of you know God's Spirit was on David? Yeah. And, and David went through a time where he was naughty. How many of you know that? Where he committed adultery and he was a bit naughty there. A lot naughty. And, and he began to cry out in Psalm 51, Please do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. He knew that in his sin, in his sin and in, in his transgression, in his iniquity, which he mentions three of those things, which are levels of sin going deeper, 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 deeper until it becomes a stronghold. He knew he was in a stronghold, but he cried out to God and said, please do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. That's why God said he was a man after God's own heart, because he basically was saying, he's all I have. If I'm going to rule this kingdom, if I'm going to be king, the Holy Spirit is all I have. The Holy Spirit is, I need Him alongside of me. And so back in those days in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was given to kings and priests and prophets, but it wasn't given to common man. It wasn't until Jesus Christ died on the cross and and, and the Holy Spirit there, and He rose from the dead, came back, released the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost when all people would receive the Holy Spirit, but not that would come and go Holy Spirit like Old Testament, but with a promise that He would not leave you as orphans, that He would never leave you, He would never forsake you. How can Jesus say to you, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you when He's in heaven? He says, because I've sent the Holy Spirit to be with you, the paraclete who will walk with you, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So don't think the Holy Spirit's going to leave you. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave you. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. He can get awful sad and he can get very quiet because he is, he's a gentleman. He is not going to push you, shove you. He's not going to be demanding. He's not legalistic. He's not judgmental. He's gentle. He's gracious. He's kind. He's the gentle voice of God. He's the whisper in your ear. He's the one that comes to you and pleads with you. Please don't go that way. Go this way. And then he leaves you to choose. Because he knows that he can never, never come and defile that very thing that God has given us, which is the free will of mankind to choose. He will never override our free will. And he will never be demanding. He is the soft voice of God. He is the gentle whisper. He's the breeze on your face. He's the gentle nudge. He is the one that comes. He is the comforter that comes and comforts even when you don't deserve it. He's the one that reminds you of scriptures when you need encouragement and exhortation, 
when you read the Bible and you ask the Holy Spirit to come and help you read the Bible, all of a sudden it makes sense. All of a sudden you've got a highlighter out saying, that really spoke to me, to me personally. Because the Holy Spirit personalizes the Word of God and brings it into your spirit from God to you as a personal word from God, a living, active word. The Holy Spirit makes it alive, the Word of God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Him so much in our lives. Do you agree with me? And if you grieve the Holy Spirit, He is not moved. He is still yoked to you. He is still committed to you. He will still fight for you. Even though you've broken his heart, his heart does get broken by your choices. His heart does get broken, but his heart doesn't break because he's offended at you. His heart gets broken because he wants the best for you. Because he's been sent here to help you. He is the helper, the Holy Spirit, the helper. But how can the helper help if we never ask the helper for help? Oh, that's a quote. It's true, isn't it? Oh, if only I had a help. And the Holy Spirit's standing there. If you just ask me, all you have to do is ask. Ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be open to you. Seek and you will find. You know, what God would send when He speaks of the, the realm of the Spirit being a realm of war. What God would send a soldier into war wounded without a friend to carry him to safety. When you're wounded, that's the time when you need to become more dependent upon the Holy Spirit, and He will carry you. We all know there's that footprints in the sand. You know, there was only one set of footprints, and I wonder why. That was because He was carrying you. There was only one foot of, set of footprints in the sand. And the Bible also talks about us being athletes, Elite athletes, you know, finish the race, run the race, run it like an athlete, run it like a champion. Whoever says to someone, you're an athlete and never trains them, never equips them. I mean, I was looking at Dax this morning with all these stuff, fine specimen. And you said to him, look at Dax, you know, he's a personal trainer. And I almost said, will you personal train me? You know. Because who knows that every day you're going to make a decision today to exercise. I'm an athlete. I'm going to finish this race. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be fit. I keep saying to Phil, before we go on long service leave, I'm going to be so fit that we're going to be able to walk all around Jerusalem and I'll never get tired. I can't even walk up this ramp without puffing. Are you puffing? I went, yes. All right. This is the only exercise I've done all week. But how many of you know you've got those intentions? But when someone gets alongside of you, a personal trainer, and goes, okay, are you out of bed yet? Come on, let's go. And down to the gym, I don't feel like a day. Yes, you do. You feel like it today. But the Holy Spirit 
He's the one who is equipping us to be elite athletes in the kingdom of God. He's the one that's equipping us to finish the race. He's the one that's equipping us to run like athletes, to look at the finish line, to be equipped and and strong and, and ready, you know. He left the Holy Spirit here so we would not be alone. So the paraclete, the Holy Spirit. And this is what's written in fine print. You can't read it in the dark. You can't read the fine print. But I'm going to read it to you and it's going to go up on the screen. And it'll be in bigger than 20 font up there. Oh, everybody said great. But you get to take these home. Don't just throw them in the bin. We went to a lot of trouble. Chrissy designed it. I, she, she did all the blue stuff. I did all the words. And then Christy went and ran out and bought cardboard this afternoon to print them off for you. I know. I know. It's teamwork. I don't know who cut them all up. Warren. <laughs> oh, the helpmate. That's right. That's right. So take them, put them in your Bible and read them. They've got scripture references. So here we go. It says here, number one, the Spirit teaches us the Word and guides us into truth. And there's a scripture reference, John 16, 13. Number two, He reminds us of what Jesus has taught so that we can depend on His Word in the difficult times of life. John 14, 26. Number three, the Spirit works in us to give us His peace. John 14, 27. Number four, he gives us his love. John 15. Not, how, many, how many of you know sometimes it's difficult to love people? Difficult to love people. But the Bible says, you know, what reward is there if you just love those who are lovable? But if you love those who are unlovable. And the Holy Spirit gives us his love for us, for ourselves. We get to love ourselves. We get to love God. We get to love other people. He does that for us, John 15, 9 to 10. And He gives us His joy. Who needs a bit of joy? I do. John 15, 11. Five, He comforts our hearts and minds in a troubled world. Boy, do we need that. We need that, don't we? Hallelujah. John 14, 26. And six, the power of the indwelling paraclete gives us the ability to, Ability to live by the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the sinful flesh. Galatians 5, 16. You know, you can ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me strength. And then you need to be praying. Keep me from temptation. Deliver me from evil. Holy Spirit, keep me from temptation. Deliver me from evil. For yours is the kingdom. You know, don't just try and resist temptation yourself. Don't try and stay away from evil yourself. You have the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, who will partner with you. We think that when we're going through temptation, that the Holy Spirit would just be so sickened by us that He leaves. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's actually with us to get us through that battle. And we run away thinking that He would, like, you know, when Doug tried to run away and we just trip over because the Holy Spirit said, oh, go away from me, away from me. I am with you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm here to help you in your sin, in your temptation. I'm here to help you not gratify the desires of the sinful flesh in Galatians 5.16. Amen. But number seven, the Spirit 
can then produce His fruit in our lives. Galatians 5, 22 to 23, to the glory of the Father. How beautiful is that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering, goodness. What else have I missed? Huh? Gentleness, he says with a big, loud voice. You need that one. (laughs) Gentleness. Thank you. You're in trouble tonight, aren't you? Hey? Yeah. Gentleness. I always miss the self-control one. I don't know why. But I go through them and I always go, what's that other one? And Phil goes, self-control. I went, you need to educate yourself on who the Holy Spirit is. Educate yourself on what He does for us. And tie yourself to Him. And like Catherine Kuhlman, you need to say, He's all I have. He's all I have. In every aspect of my life, He is going to help me. I mean, you know, He's going to help you lay hands on the sick and raise the dead and do all those kind of things. But I mean, let's just get the basics down. Let's just like get our fruit of the Spirit happening. Let's just get our love happening. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's get, you know, saying no to sin stuff happening and get rid of depression and get some joy on us. Let's just get these things happening. And the Holy Spirit is there for all those things. He's not just a feeling. He's not just a power. He's just not a buzz. He's not a tingle. He's not, he's all those things, but he's the paraclete, the one who walks with us, never leaves us, never forsakes us. He is our best friend. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our days.